Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Jennifer. And we're with Two Girls in a Bible, and we're here finishing up The Extraordinary Woman of Sarah. Yes. So we have come through all of this. Sarah has gotten pregnant at this point. Yes, and now now Isaac has been born. Yes. She's having trouble with Hagar. She can't stand Hagar now because that was her maid servant who gave birth because she gave her husband Abraham over to, uh, or the maid servant over to Abraham to bring a child forth to try to make God's promise happen before it's time. Exactly. But now they've walked in the promise. The promise has been filled. The child is born. And so here we are. A test of faith. It was the most difficult command. And so it's hard to say which is more amazing in Sarah's story, that Sarah became pregnant at 90 or that she and Abraham at that age were still trying to conceive. Wow. Of all the gifts God gave them, Isaac was the greatest. But of all the commands God would give them, this one would be the hardest. Take your dear son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. Is that right? Morai? 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 Morai. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the one on one of the mountains that I'll point out to you. And that's found in Genesis 22 too. The Bible doesn't really tell us um, what was running through Abraham's mind when he heard this command. It doesn't even tell us Sarah's reaction as she said goodbye to her son. All we know is that Abraham saddled the donkey and took Isaac and two servants and traveled to the place where they where he would be yeah, sacrificed, and we don't even know sacrifice. if Sarah knew yeah, what Abraham know. was going to Abraham was going to do. So we don't right. know. Um, we know there's that, nothing that indicates we know that Isaac in the word. Know, yeah. But we also know at this point in time, Isaac is not a toddler because yes. a toddler couldn't have made a three to four day trip carrying a load of wood, right? And tending to his hundred year old father. Yes. So over a hundred years, yes. actually, at this point in time. And um, so, so we know that he, so you know, know, I always had this image in my mind that, that Abraham was, was like, yeah, yeah six or seven, kid, eight, yeah. but no. But no, he was probably closer around the ages between 18 and 33. Yeah, because we don't. Because, you know, know, back then, you know, families just stayed together. Yes, they did. And, you know, and he trusted his father. He said, hey, let's go. And, they, this and then not... he asked him, and, and along the way, you know, Isaac asked him, it's like, well, where's our sacrifice? What yeah. are we going to sacrifice? And what did, what did Abraham say? Um, the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide, absolutely. So so here we are, so we're picking it up on the mountain. And when he saw this mountain in the distance, he instructed the servants to stay and wait. And he made a statement that is worthy of special note. Stay here with the donkey. My son and I will go over there and worship, and then we will come back to you. Verse 5, you'll find that in verse 5, in twenty two Genesis 22, 5. What's so interesting about that is that he said, we're going to worship. And so to, in Abraham's mind, this mm-hmm. sacrifice was an act of worship. And so sometimes there will be things in our life, Kim, that God might call us to. Now, we know that Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice for anything we do or do not do. But mm-hmm. there are times in life when God will ask us to do something, and it will feel, it will feel like a sacrifice. Yeah. So look at Abraham's confidence. He says, we will come back. We will come back. So he's like, we will, not just me. We. We. So you can so see his faith active right there. As the writer of Hebrews would later note, Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. Hebrews eleven nineteen. That's pretty amazing that he had that much faith. Absolutely. And that, you know, he's like, well, you know, if he does die, 
God's can bring him back. God's going to bring it back. Because that's what he said. He had that much faith. You know, we will be back. That is amazing. You know what? I remember when the Lord revealed that to me in the mm-hmm. scriptures. And, you know, the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And so he's constantly revealing the word of God to all of us, to all of you listeners. When you open up the word and really have an open heart to begin to study. Right, Kim? You can mm-hmm. attest to this. Have an open heart to study the scriptures. And you want to be taught by the Holy Spirit. He shows up. And so I remember years ago when the Lord showed me the scripture and what he said to me. He said that Abraham knew, and just like you just read, his confidence in the Father, we, 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 we will come back. He knew that his father, even if he sacrificed him, could bring him back from the dead. That's where his faith was. And so when he pulled out that knife, and we've all seen the videos, if you've spent any time in in Christianity at all, you've seen the old videos, and he's got the knife out. He's going to sacrifice the pictures. He's strapped him down and tied him to the altar. Yes, we've seen it all. And as he raises the knife, what happens, Jennifer? The angel comes up and and stops him. He He says, says, stop. Stop. Here, I've provided you a sacrifice. And so in that moment, Abraham knew that that was the Lord providing him a sacrifice. And this animal came out of nowhere. So, And so that's what he did. But what the Lord showed me in that, and this was so beautiful to me, the angel interrupted Abraham's sacrifice because the Lord said, I'm saving that for my son. Amen. Yes. That touched my heart so much. I said, oh, God, you're so good. And so giving everything back to God up the mountain. But isn't that the type of faith that God wants us to have, that we would lay our lives down for each other? And believe. And believe. And believe that he's going to show up and believe that no matter what the circumstances are. And oh my gosh, that is so speaking to me this morning. Mm -hmm. Because truly in Two Girls in a Bible, God has truly asked us, Kim Kim and I, and as leadership over this. Yeah, over Two Girls in a Bible to be completely selfless. Yes. We don't get to have self in mind when we're helping somebody. We have Mm -hmm. to think about what their heart is, where God wants to take them and how we can line up with them and help them get there. And so that is a huge call. But sometimes you think, how am I going to keep on doing this, Lord? How am I going to keep showing up? And what, what is the scripture that we've been learning here? God will provide. Yes, God will provide. And that's how, that's how this has been going, right, Kim? I mean, this is so speaking to me this morning, but up the mountain, the father and son go, where is the lamb we will burn as a sacrifice? Isaac asked at one point. And so here we are. This is Isaac talking about it. He hasn't yet gotten there yet. One wonders how the answer made it past the lump in Abraham's throat. God will give us the lamb for the sacrifice, my son. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide again. Yes, there it is. Abraham ties up his son. He places him on the altar. He raises his knife like we were just talking about, Kim. Then the angel comes and interrupts him and sacrifices. And Isaac is spared. His life is spared. Abraham hears the rustling in, in the thicket and sees a ram caught by the horns in a bush. He offers it as a sacrifice and gives the mountain a name. Jehovah Jireh, the the Lord Lord will provide. So here again, here again, we are um, just faced with that level of faith. And there was such a contradiction. If you think about um, uh, Sarah and her struggle with faith and how Abraham was the father, really, of Mm -hmm. faith. I mean, he's the one who continued to encourage Sarah. Sarah was an extraordinary woman. She had a reverence for her husband and she had a reverence for the Lord God. And we're not sure whether Sarah knew what was going on. No, we don't know. No. 
You know, she was I back think, in camp. She may and at not this have time, known. And at this time, Sarah's 127 years old. Yes. So then they come back to camp, Kim. Yeah. And right here, Jennifer, I would like to share Re- that. Share that? Yeah. Wise are they who regularly give what they have received from God back to him. This is exactly what we see in Sarah and Abraham's lives. They are willing to withhold nothing from God and entrust him with the very life of the one they had waited so many years to receive. Oh, I'm so being preached to this morning. Their example shows us that God rewards us when we do the same. Amen. Oh, that's so good. And sometimes it's hard in in that moment to give all that we, he has asked us to lay down. Yeah, it's true. And it is very difficult, but... He is always so good to give it back to us when we lay it down. It's he true. even gives us even so much more. He does. And it's just, you Can know. you think of a time, Kim, just um, so that we can just be transparent, too, in our, with our listeners, where God just really has asked you to lay it all down. Just lay it all down. Give it all to me and trust me. Well, it's in my situation right now. He's asked me, you know, to, we were in a place and um, ended up moving where we could have stayed there. I mean, it would have been more expensive, but we could have stayed. Mm-hmm. But God asked me to lay that down and take a leap of faith and be where we're at now. Mm-hmm. Um, why he asked me to do that, um, I don't I don't know. I mm-hmm. mean, was it a blessing? Yes, it is a blessing. And I, it will, I will be, be forever grateful. But at times it's really hard yeah. because I had to lay everything and put everything that I own away. And aren't you continually having to say Jehovah Jireh? Yeah, constantly, constantly. Jehovah that God Jireh. will provide. God will God provide. God will provide. And me and my husband talk about this a lot. You know, God will provide. Mm-hmm. He's got a plan. He's yeah. got a plan. And just like he had a plan for Isaac or for Abraham and Sarah, yeah. he has a plan for each one of us. Absolutely. And if we are obedient to lay down what he asked us to lay down at that time, yes. then he is more than willing to give us everything back again and then some. And then and some. It's, but, but it's, it's, a in, hard the, it's in the waiting. It's in the it's waiting. It's in the waiting, but it's the also, he wants to deal with the heart condition. You know, we do, as human beings, we have a tendency yeah. to hold on to what we have. And I like have. the way that you have put it so many times before that God just takes it and just um, breaks up that soil. He that does. hardened soil that's in our heart. We in our heart, and he just is just massages breaking it, it up and yes. massages it up yes. to until we are ready to just like receive it. Yes, yeah. exactly. You and know, the word. There might be times in our life. I'm reminded of the parable of the sower of the seed, and and uh, and the seed. You know, some seed falls on thorny ground, and some mm-hmm. falls by the roadside, and some falls in rock. But there's none of those places are are can really bear fruit of the word of God. And I can see in my journey and my walk, and I've been walking now with Jesus for 17 years. I love him so mm-hmm. much. And Kim, you've been walking for many, many years, more than I have. Uh, however, I can see in my life, there was times in my life where he has given me a word that my heart wasn't ready to receive it yet. Yeah. Oh, I and know. so I that particular seed, not that the entirety of the word of God was totally put aside. No, mm-hmm. there were some things that took root in my heart that landed on good soil. But there were some words that I had received um, in the word that I, my heart wasn't ready for. God still mm-hmm. had to break up the hardness of bitterness, resentment, guilt, shame. He had to break that hard part of my heart so that today I'm able, uh, that Holy Spirit is able to confront me with the truth, which truly sets me free ultimately. I had someone describe yourself as a tree and how far are your roots going? And there are bad roots and there are good roots and you have to weed those bad roots off and cut them off 
so that those good roots can stretch forth. Oh, like the trees so of good. Lebanon, they, they, their roots stretch all the yes. way to the water. Yes. And, you know, and that's how they flourish, and that's how we're supposed to do. And then when we cut off those bad things, we begin, we're like a tree. We stand taller, a yeah. little bit taller. And, you, and I love what you were saying earlier about how um, the Lord just really gives us repentance. That's the gift. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned the word repentance, and that's the gift. And that is the, the clipping of the branches. You know, oftentimes, can we? We may not even realize be pruned. Right, exactly. And we may not realize that our branch needs to be pruned. You know, we mm-hmm. we don't. We mm-hmm. we are not capable of understanding what we need to repent for unless we are right smack dab in the middle of a relationship with Holy Spirit. Yes. And Holy Spirit loves us. I mean, he mm-hmm. is he is our gift. He is our gift from the Father, from the Son. We get to live with him. He resides in us. Christ resides in us. The Lord never leaves us nor forsakes us. It's so interesting to me in our walk with the and Lord. He's our comforter. Our he's guide, our comforter, our, our guide. guide. Yeah. And it's so interesting to me in 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 watching just the relationship with God the Father and Jesus mm-hmm. that God did everything for the son mm-hmm. and the son did everything for the father exactly. so i think for us it's learning this process this hardness of the heart where the seed can be planted into good soil it's just learning this process of let it not be about me all the time yeah, exactly. and that's really hard to do in a world where we're constantly and that's selfie exactly, focused <laughs> that's exactly what god was teaching abraham and absolutely Sarah. absolutely you know, um, he that, kept showing up he kept showing up and saying you know i'm gonna be here for you yeah. you just gotta trust me and yeah. so they had to keep laying it down and abraham and was the him. one yeah. who hey jehovah jireh jehovah jireh jehovah yeah. jireh yeah. i mean he kept saying it and a lot of times we have to repeat that to ourselves oh absolutely god is our provider he, especially he's when he asked us to lay down our lives yes and that's a continuation it doesn't stop it, you know when he's called you to a point in your life where I, he says i need it all i need you to be completely selfless in order to move yeah. forward i need for you to be transparent yes you know what people will look at that and not understand it right not and say I, you're doing this wrong mm-hmm. you need to do it this way and that way and that's how you're going to do I've had had lots of people at at times come to me and say, you know, you're doing that wrong, but I know what God has told me, and I know what my heart has told me to do. And I believe that I was following the lead of the Holy Spirit, and I had to look at them and say no. And you know know, what's so beautiful? People don't understand it, but, you know, in the long run, when it all came to pass and it all worked out, they they stand back and they look. It's true. And it's hard in the moment. It's hard in the moment. But you know what's so beautiful about that is we get to be that answer, Kim. We get to be the people who who say, yes, we get to be the people who say, no, let's follow God. Let's let him lead. Let's lay ourselves down. Let's be selfless. And then we get to be wowed. By him showing off. Exactly. Look what God has done. I know it was impossible, but here is God showing off. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So which brings us to here. Yes. God's responded. God responded to Abraham's faithfulness with these words, just like he would do for us. Because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offsprings, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. And that's found in Genesis twenty two sixteen through 18. I love it. I love it. 
So here we are um, towards the end of Sarah's life. Now Abraham and Isaac have come back. God has provided the sacrifice and they come back to mourn Sarah's death. Because on their return, on their return, Sarah has since died, right? We can find that in Genesis 22. They leave. Before you move forward to that, can you can you read this part for me? I just in, think it's very In important. the end, the Lord Sarah blessed or the Lord blessed Sarah and Abraham for their trust in him. Yes, Satan had used their empty crib to stir up tension and dissension and doubt in their household. Sarah could have easily served as the enemy's evidence as to why a person could never trust God. But instead, as we have seen, she modeled just the opposite. Her story has ever since instructed millions that God saves the best for last. And I just think that that was important. It is important. Because he saved the best for the last in their latter days. In their latter in days. In their golden years. Yes. You yes. know, can you imagine having a baby right now? I no. You know, I'm 60 <laughs> years old. I could not imagine having a baby right now. No. And she was 90. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's like, wow. <laughs> but he saved the best for last. But here it is. Abraham and Isaac come back and Sarah has passed on. Yes. And the so, word never discloses to us yeah. why. She if was it was just old age. Yeah. And they don't know whether alien, which they found out yeah. what was going on up on the mountain. You know, we don't know. We don't know. But, but she had lived a good life and her promise was fulfilled. And that's yes. really the point of the story. Yeah. And God provides. Sarah's t- story tells us that God always keeps his promises. Mm-hmm. It shows us that God gives grace to those in need of it. It reveals that God stays with us and works in our lives even when we try to move against his will. Isn't that so true? I know I found myself moving against God's will more than once and not intentionally. I don't think we do it intentionally. And it shows us that he will care for us when we entrust him the gifts that he has given us. Mm -hmm. And so, Kim, what are some points for us to to remember as we wrap this up? Well, one point is times of testing refine our faith, making it genuine and allow us to give God glory, honor, and praise. Oh, my goodness. Not ourselves. Not ourselves. But God. God. So times of testing. Let's read that one more time. Times of testing. Times of testing refine Refine our our faith faith. and that is that's so true that is so true so you know my mom used to say what don't kill you makes you stronger yeah and 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 hebrews 11 1 says um um faith why can't i just had it on the tip of my brain i forgot you know it yes faith comes by hearing and hearing the the word word of god God. yes and so how do we increase our faith sometimes when we're destitute and we just feel like wow nothing is working out you know, nothing mm-hmm. that I do is working, God. I feel so useless or hopeless or helpless. And, you know, so the, during those times of testing and refining, you know, what do we need to say? God will, will provide. provide. Jehovah Jireh. Yeah. And get in the word. Yes. The exactly. word. Psalms 107.20 said he sent his word and delivered us from the pit and from destruction. Sometimes I can have a pit mentality. I need deliverance in the moment. And the yes. only thing that's going to get me out of it is God's word. So number two. Our willingness to give God what we value the most is an act of worship that God will bless. Oh, that is good. Oh, that's so good. You know, I mean, how many of us hang on to it? Oh, yeah. Hang on to it. It's like, no, you know. Oh, wait, this is a hard one. I'll give it to you a little bit, but no. Wait a minute, Kim. This is a hard one because what about, what if God is asking you to give up control? Oh. Oh, That's. Yeah, I had a hard one with that. I I was a control girl. Yeah. I thought I was, well, not so much a control girl, but a fix it. 
Yeah. I thought I could fix it. You everything. wanted the outcome. I wanted the outcome. And I thought I could help God along it. Right. And in my heart of hearts, you know, I thought I was doing the right thing. But it, but God had to show me, no, 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 no. It's not your way. It's not. You have to step aside and let me do. I exactly. can't do anything unless you step aside. Oh, that's so good, Kim. Because the, recently God has um, just been putting this on my heart that he wants to show out. Like God wants to really show off because he's uh-huh. a show off God. I love him. He's so amazing. But sometimes we can step in. And when we step in, it robs the opportunity for him to show off. Mm -hmm. And so he wants to show off. So we have to learn as followers and believers of him not to step in when he wants to move. Do our part, right? Because it requires work. Like like Sarah tried to step in with Hagar. Yeah, it requires work. It does require work on our part. But to know when to when not to step in when you when you know that God is going to provide and you're you can't like expect his provision to fall from heaven, right? It doesn't just fall out of the sky. So There's the steps, but is, what are the steps that he's asking you to take? Right. You know? And so when God asks you to give up what you value most, whatever that may be, yeah. just remember it's an act of worship that God will bless. Oh, yes. It's That's an so act good. of worship. And last, Thank you, Lord. we know our hearts are right towards God when he is more valuable to us than any treasure he has given us. It's true. And how many how many times have we seen people value treasures, things, things, but also relationships. Relationships. I have seen their children. Yes, I have seen people put other people before God. And mm. you know, in my past, I've done that. I've done that. We've Growing done that. and we've all done that. And learning that no, it's not about people pleasing. I have to please God first. If mm-hmm. what I'm doing is not pleasing God, it doesn't really matter. And that's not to be like obstituted, you know, against all men, all women, all people on earth. No. But if I'm following God, there are gonna be people who who will line up with me and there are gonna be people who don't. Not everybody's gonna like me and I'm okay with that as long as I know that I'm following him with a pure heart. Um before you pray, I just want to read the Deuteronomy 7, 9. Oh, I love Deuteronomy. It says, it understand, much. therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. Yes. He is the faithful God who keeps his covenant for thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey his commands. Aww. So that just kind of wraps up the story of Sarah. Can I pause on obey his commands? Yeah, sure. Okay, so... Obey his commands isn't the, I mean, it's the Ten Commandments, right? But it's more, it's more than the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments should flow out of us naturally because mm-hmm. we're in a relationship with God. But obey his commands is actually learning how to hear his voice and obey the thing that he's asking you to do directly above Because it's all, all different. We're all different. We're all he's different. He's asking us to all do different things. Some may fall into the same category, but all in all, it's your relationship it's what he's asking you you to do do. not what he's asking your neighbor to do no or your your friend or your spouse or anybody else for that matter what he's asking you You to do do. and we need to quit this busyness of worrying about what our neighbor is doing oh well they didn't do it well that doesn't matter no let god deal with them absolutely not you need to concentrate on On what what you're doing is asking asking you 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 to do do. exactly if you can if you can learn and master how to hear his voice and follow him, mm-hmm. you'll be just fine. Yes. It all works out. So and we're so going to wrap up today with this. This prayer, yes. Oh, Lord. 
first of all, we just thank you to being here with our friends and our listeners, Lord. I thank mm-hmm. you for Kim and I being able to come together, yes. Lord. And so today, right now, everything we have is yours, Lord. Amen. We love yes, and Lord. care for your treasures, mm-hmm. but we recognize that they pale in comparison to you. Amen. Help us to worship you by having hearts that are willing to give you all give you our all each and every day of our lives. Amen. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, my friends, this was the extraordinary life of Sarah. Yes. Her journey from being barrenness to having the uh, The the promised child. Yes. Isaac, Isaac, which means laughter. Yes. Brought her so much joy. Yes. Until the end of her days. To the end of her days, yes. yes. And so with that, we would like to leave you with this. You will always Wait, have a friend. With, with two, two girls, girls and, and a Bible. Bible. But I have to add something now. We're going to have to repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to like, share, oh, comment. Sorry. Go yes. to our um, our YouTube page and, and subscribe. Yes. And, and um, yeah, go on our content. We've got a website. What's our website, Kim? www.twogirlsinabible.org. You can sign up and get our magazine for free. It's a free yeah. digital magazine. We're excited yeah. about well, it. Our because invitation to uh, our conference, conference is on there. My Beloved, My Beloved Conference on October. October 8th of this year. It's yes. the Saturday conference. It's one day. We were going to have food and prizes, and it's just going to be a really great it's time. It's going to be an amazing day, just basking in the Lord. Oh, yes. My victory is His glory. Amen Get ready, Get because ready. you're about to learn that everything in your life had purpose. Amen. And so please come and join us on that day. We'd be so, we would all look, look forward to just meeting you and hanging and out. God has a plan for each yes, one of us. Yes, He does. Yes, He does. And remember, you will. Always have a friend with two girls and a Bible.